You're listening to the After The Show podcast, the weekly movie review show from your friends at ascully.com. So said talk, in the 14th century, the, ter- the word piss was not a vulgar word. It was the actual word for going to the bathroom. Whereas the word urine, back in the 14th century, was the medical word for going for a week. So, back then you could say, I'm going for a piss, and nobody would bat an well, eyelid. Well, you, you British people seem to not have a problem with it anyway. <laughs> no, we, we also do. But yes, yeah, it's, it's known as a vulgar word. Anyway, I was looking up on Wikipedia just before this podcast. This, this is, is the before, the after the show discussion. And uh, I was looking up that um, P... Oh, well, what, yeah, what, my, my what interest sparked was, your interest? My, yeah. What sparked my interest was how many times a day I was having a pee, an extra long pee. Do you know when you have one of those pees where you, well, you don't stand there? But no, you want to know how much comes out of you in a men day. Men out there will understand. So you stood there, and it actually makes me laugh sometimes because maybe I've had a lot of water that day. And I stand there, and I'm peeing, and I'm peeing, and I'm peeing, and it gets past that moment of a pee normally lasts this long. Why is this pee like twice as long as normal? And it's not dribbling, it's it going full ends. force. No, it's full force <laughs> and it keeps coming, it keeps coming. And then eventually it just fizzles out, but it, it seemed ridiculously long. It always makes me laugh. And I was thinking to myself, how much do we actually pee a day? So, the facts are, our bladder holds half a liter of uh, pee before you need to have a pee. Or, or, you know, a human bladder. Um, and they say on Wikipedia that you pee... Two litres, one to two litres a day, an average person. I feel that I pee more than that. I don't know about you people out there. Maybe you can tell us about your pee, email us. No, litres quite a bit. When you, you maybe you're not... I feel like I pee a litre when I have that long pee just then. I feel it was... It can't be a litre. Maybe it's a half a cup, but it's a little tiny stream. Two litres is... I I said, just get a cup and pee in it sometime and then figure out how much it is. I should me- measure my It's pee. not unhygienic. You can wash it. We have bleach. I will pee I have no in problem. your teacup. That's fine. I don't <laughs> care. I think there's probably been worse things in that teacup before it got to our house. Probably. It was in a factory somewhere and trucks and all kinds of shit. I have no problem with you pissing in my cup. <laughs> <laughs> I have no... No... And I'm not going to say it, but let's just pretend that I said it. I'm pretty sure there's been worse things in my mouth than your pee. So there you go. It's out there. <laughs> Um, with that, we should end the podcast and <laughs> end our people, career on, on the air. Do you think the people who send us and, and depend on our reviews are pleased with this portion of the show? Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, this is not the medical weekly. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be here all week. Yes. So it is Saturday, August the 4th, 2012. This is After the Show, number 235. What is After the Show, Sid Talk? First of all, is thank... It- everything in the world that you got over that thing about giving the date two days ahead or whatever because that was just craziness is after the show a medical show about urine and pee no but we could make it every week that you give some body <laughs> fact if it makes you feel good about educating the, the public as it were right uh it is not a medical show however we do give you lots of very valuable information why not to define it? You just think some this could be someone's first could time could be they'd be like what the hell is this show that they're talking about <laughs> it pee? says movie reviews <laughs> There's no peeing in movies, this, but there is. This sounds like movies. the pee podcast. That should have been my question for the week, or for later on. No, it's just, uh, we've always watched movies since we met. 
and then we always talk about them. And you just decided once, why don't we record what we say? Uh, there's this thing called Tentranet out there. We can upload it. We can have people listen to us. They're going to like it. That's what you said pretty much exactly. And uh, we're married to... I didn't to, say it like that. We're married to each other, which means you're married to me, I'm married to you. We can still discuss things. I disagree with almost everything you say. If no one knows yet, <laughs> if they have never listened. So it's a movie review podcast, <laughs> Sid Talk. I said that. No, I'm just um, I'm just clarifying with what you if said. If you want to define it your way, then don't ask me to define it. All right. So the movie... Is that, am I making myself clear no, I, for future I, reference? I have no idea what you're saying. So <laughs> the, um, the movie we're looking at this week is Get the Gringo on Blu-ray. This is a 2012 movie released on Blu-ray on the 17th of July, 2012. It's rated R. And the tagline to the movie and is... Hope. Yeah, the tagline is, The odds are against him, so is everyone else. It's from our friends at Fox... Um, it's a Blu-ray, DVD, digital copy combo pack, and Sid Talk here is going to tell you what this movie is all about. First, speaking of taglines, which you give every week for the movies, um, Austin, our nephew, and I were looking at movies, trying to think of all the movies I've taken him to over his life. He's 15, and when he was little, I started taking him to the movie theater. One of them is Cats and Dogs, which is a live-action dogs and cats actually talking. It's not very good, but when you're three years old, it's fine. But he was looking at it on IMDb and he goes, oh, the tagline. And I said, what? And he goes, things are about to get hairy. <laughs> that's the tagline. I can, I can't yeah. believe it. That's just so lame. It kind of <laughs> goes with the movie. Uh, what was the question? What's this movie about? Get the gringo. <laughs> um, an get, American, get in the gringo. An American dude. Criminal. Gets put in a Mexican prison. Which by anyone's standards, is a horrifying, terrifying place. And, um, that's it, really. I mean, everything that goes with, but that's it. I mean, that's the, that's it. Right. There's no bigger story or anything to it. So let's give the spoiler warning again up here, always. Uh, You know, they could be mild spoilers. We try to keep them mild, but um, we don't we don't tell you the ending to movies ever. Do we have a scale of what's mild and I what's feel like we severe? Do. I, I don't feel we tell people the <laughs> In ending. the last two minutes, this is what happens. Yeah. That's a severe spoiler. That's severe. This is, we try to keep the spoilers mild, but we do have to discuss the plot because otherwise yeah. the discussion would be... If we say be... there's a prison and there's prostitution and there's yeah. drug use, those are mild spoilers. So if you want to watch this movie and then come back and listen to us, do so. And if you don't care about this movie, listen to us, get the whole plot, don't watch the movie. I'll do watch the movie and see if we were right. And anyway. if this is your first time, I'm just telling you now, if you like to hear everything about a movie before you watch it, I am not a fan of you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> no. I won't say that. Um, rewind that. So, let me say it. Get the gringo. Um, didn't know a lot about this one at all. Zero. I, I don't even recall the theatrical release or even knowing about it. So, it was when I got it, I was like, oh, okay. Um... Looked all right from the cover. I will say, from watching, it's just it, men on fire with Mel Gibson. Yes, <laughs> which which strikes something in me. So I was watching it. I uh, and I was pleasantly surprised actually by it. I think it what is, parts were good well, and what was bad because I have bad and I have good. Well, okay. What I really like about it, I like the opening sequence. I thought it yep. really starts out strong. Um, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I liked it. I, I can do without the cheesiness. Uh, yes. Because there's a bit of even like Three Stooges slapsticky kind yes. of stuff going on. Which 
happens at the beginning and then doesn't happen that much anymore. Like, no. It's weird. It's like, I don't know. I feel like Mel Gibson is a little bit too Three Stoogey sometimes. Yeah, well, anyway, it starts off good. I really like the opening sequence. The music, it, it pumped me up immediately. I was yeah. like, wow, this is going to be good. There's a good car. Um, mm-hmm. Now, what I really love about it, and this is not what I expected. I knew he was... I, I could tell. I mean, by the cover, you can tell he's going to prison, right? So I knew it was kind of a prison movie. This is not a prison movie I've ever seen before. Because mm. I was thinking, okay, a prison movie. I've seen a lot of prison movies. they sometimes good. Shawshank Redemption. Sometimes bad. Think of a bad one. That other one was good. The down... One the black and white with down by law. Yeah, that's yeah. Good. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. Sometimes they're super predictable. You know, there's only so much you can do inside a prison. This is like a. He walks into the prison, and then the twist of this prison is revealed to you. I'm not actually going to reveal it. Good. But it kind of blew my mind because I was like, okay, this is not going to be. Were you what- thinking fact or fiction? Yeah, I was, I was thinking, thinking, is this... Is, okay, this is a... Uh, this is exactly what I thought. This is fantasy prison. This is not like a pr- any prison that exists. But later when... Death Race 3000, 2000. That was not a great yeah, prison yeah. movie. No. But I was thinking later. Th- this is like some weird fantasies because it'll be cool in a movie to have a prison that... Apparently prisons like this have existed, right? It's amazing. It's It's... <laughs> If you think of a prison as um, bare walls... Um, Three guards for every inmate. Yeah, everything's uh, people clean locked and- in cells, clean, everything's running very smoothly. Everything that that is, this isn't, right? So <laughs> I really dig that. And I thought, wow, th- this is a situation... You know, it felt dangerous to me. I, I, you know, I know he could handle himself, the Mel Gibson character, but it felt dangerous. Like, how would you feel in that situation? You don't even understand the... So he has to understand the hierarchy of the prison and the people in the prison. And to sell that with his character, I wasn't convinced. That's my down of it, because I love the concept overall. Right. He's my least favorite element. Moments are good. Some moments are okay. Okay. Never great. But he's too... He's got a bit of camp about him, and... He's being Griggs about half the time, not half, maybe a third of the time. He with is. a little bit of... Yeah, it's cheeky. But. Tiny bit of aged, weathered, worn down. As we know now, lots of asshole personality coming through a little bit. With the, I mean, he's really aged a lot, but he's just not convincing me in his acting, whatever he's doing, that he's a hardened, knows a lot of stuff, almost MacGyver-esque when it comes to like putting together all these bits and pieces of how to survive in this horrific environment, I, I don't buy it. Like, I don't buy it at all. I can't get over it. Right. I have a really hard time. The compassion part, I buy that he's been a criminal, but being able to survive in this, the way he... It just never... I'm never convinced. I'm thinking... I'm always thinking, that's Griggs. It's Mel Gibson. And that's the bad thing, because I never get over that hump, you know? Right. Now... I liked the actual plot of the whole thing, too. Mm-hmm. And it, it was twisty. It's a little bit weird. And, twisty and turning. Really weird. It actually reminded me of an Oliver Stone movie at some points. I was like, this is just plain... 
And, you know, the, the atmosphere of the movie, the sweaty, dirty... Yeah, always sweating. Always uh, lit kind of dirtily. Everything I felt looks, like ick all yeah, the time. All like, the time. get off myself, get stuff off of me. Um, so that added to it. And it also had this kind of otherworldly kind of thing occasionally, like where colours are neon and it's, it's, it's just odd-looking shots. And that's what reminded me of Oliver Stone. It was like a Natural Born Killers kind of shots. There's a prison movie for you. Natural Born Killers. Um, but this had this weird lighting thing and then I must have missed that I don't know yeah it had like neon like pink and like um, this weird like like bile green colour to the lighting on the ceilings and stuff and it just made things look odd I just felt like it was the natural lighting of those rooms because it was kind of really it was part well they had lit them but it was part of what made it look cave like man made cavey stanky dank now it's not what I also liked about it stanky dank um, is it's not a com- it is c- quite a complicated plot, but I never lost the plot. Yeah. And some of these kind of movies, sometimes I'm kind of scratching my head, saying, "Who's that? Why does he want this?" And but it all really was coherent, and I liked the revenge style. I mean, it threw a lot of things at me that I didn't expect. I mean, it. it let's say it's not always in a prison. I expected it to always be in the prison, and it actually is not. And those portions that were not. They're a bit too abbreviated for me. Don't get a lot of. They were. There's but not it, much meat to them. I liked the scenes. Uh-huh. I mean, I like the outcome, but yeah. the thing is, they just went like prison, 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 ninety percent. Boom. The rest of it's like, okay, we have to do this, so let's tag on five minutes of that, and it felt a little because everything else took its time, kind of. Yeah, it did. Actually. To get to it's know, quite slow. and then the end part. That's what I mean by not buying all of these skills that he apparently has and the ability to like, like when you're watching Transporter, or. Born movies, when the guy, you know, when uh, what's his face is chasing him and he ends up in the field. I feel like those characters, even in the littlest bit, the way they pull it off, I'm convinced those they have skills that I can't. Or Hannah, you know, movies like that where I'm convinced completely that Eric Banana, whatever his name, where they're more calculated. This Not guy's just that, kind of... but he's they've had time. I feel like their their skills, even if they're weird and crazy, I'm still f- confident that they have them. He doesn't convince me that he has all this criminal knowledge and this lifestyle behind him. I feel like I'm watching a billionaire Mel Gibson <laughs> be Martin Griggs 25 years later. And I couldn't help it. I had to keep getting lost in the very good parts, which was the mother and the son. Even all the other actors I, I were you, awesome. The good parts were not just the actors. The set, the mm. well, actually filming it in a real prison, a, a, a used I mean, a closed down. Thing, yeah, but and speaking all mostly Spanish. Using a lot of the time. Spanish uh, actors and using subtitles for well, Mexican actors. Mexican actors yeah. and using subtitles uh, instead of having them speak in some. And it, it was right when the people did speak English. It made sense. Yeah, he it says, did. "Do you speak English?" They say, "Yeah," because a lot of people in Mexico. So that added more credibility to it for me. But I think you're right. Uh, Mel Gibson um, and personal. If you have any personal, I mean, Mel Gibson's been in the press. We all know that. But I kind of. I went into this movie subtracting that and going, okay, I'm just going to watch this movie with Mel Gibson in it. Um, I'm not a massive Mel Gibson fan anyway. My favourite Mel Gibson movie is Apocalypto, and he's not in <laughs> yeah. Apocalypto. And that is a masterpiece, in my opinion. Not not The Last Temptation of Christ. Apocalypto is the one you should see. Absolutely. It's one of my in, recommendations. Yeah. Um, but I'm not a huge fan of him anyway. Never was a huge fan of the Lethal Weapon movies. I just... I like Mad Max. Um... 
if I revisited it now, I might it's like it less. pretty shallow. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it as a kid, because it was kind of cool, you know? Uh, and they're doing a remake, apparently, soon. It's very hobo with a shotgun. Yeah, very cheap. And very, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it was just a cool concept when I was a kid. So, no, I've never been a huge fan of him, but he... I think it is... Like, I'd like to see somebody else do it. Yeah, absolutely. Because everything else is good. And I, I don't... You know, people will go like, oh, whatever. But I'm telling you now, if you'd put Leonardo DiCaprio or Brad Pitt in that position, because we've seen them be gritty. You know, we've seen um, Black Diamond. We've seen... Or Blood Diamond. We've seen Brad Pitt be, you know, hard... Like, you know, rough and... Put somebody like that, and I'm not talking about the way they look. I mean, their ability to convince me that they've had a hard freaking life and that they are completely absorbed. They're like a sponge and they've soaked up all this criminal knowledge and all these social skills, or what's it called? Social engineering yeah. skills. All these things that we're supposed to know that he can do. But it's like I'm watching the guy who did uh, What Women Know or whatever it was. Is that what it says? What Women Want. Yes. It's like it was too, I don't know, surface or something. You could put anybody in that. You could put the guy you like. Who do you like? The guy from Boogie Nights, but not Mark, the guy that you like. John from, C. Riley. No, from Magnolia. Hoffman. No. From Magnolia, the child star grew up to be like... Oh, yeah, yeah. I think he would be, like, a, I could be convinced. I could see Denzel Washington Fargo. doing this. Uh, it's pretty typecasty. I want to see somebody who's done loads it, of other things. But yeah, but it's just like the last thing you just did. Yeah. You know, the I could see Woody Harrelson doing it. Yes, and I would be convinced. Yeah. Definitely. Because he seems like a... Uh, kind of like a... Because this guy's kind of like a con man. He can adapt yeah. to the situation. And I'm not convinced. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I have a hard... I had a hard time. I tried, but... There were certain moments, though, when I really was there with him. You know, I'm like, that's the that's the role that yeah. you should be playing, not this lifelong criminal guy. What that- I actually think is um, the script and the actual plot. About ninety percent of it is very, very good. I agree. It's, it's really there are some. It's not perfect. There are some horrible one-liners, and there yeah. is, and there are some just cheesy situations. Like, I'm not being sexist, but sometimes when a group of men try to be funny, they go all Three Stooges, and it's just. Yeah, it's do. so boring. There is a bit of that in here. Oh, Obviously, there is a bit of that, and to me, I was. It cheapens it. Well, the weird thing to me was the bit, the three stoogy bit that I mentioned earlier at yeah. the beginning. It occurred right at the very beginning. So, and at the beginning, we're being told what we, you know, this is the kind of film you're going to see. So I thought, okay, it's like funny-ish, right? Because this is silly. Leave the weapon thirty years. Yeah, later. <laughs> this is kind of silly. So it's funny-ish, and then it's not that. That's so it's kind of weird. It doesn't fit. And the parts that they think are funny, where they have a visiting day in the tents. Yeah, are, that's not, not funny, really funny to me. Either, is it? It's really horrific because it's yeah. like like animalistic. animalistic exactly. Yeah. This weird primitive. Everybody just needs to get fucked and get drugs and be the lowest form of human life that we can. Yeah. And ugh, I was creeped out by that. Now, you know, this it deals with everything. This movie. This is a prison with everything in it. Thought you weren't gonna spoil it. <laughs> well, I, I'm not. I mean, because if you're gonna explore another character, you, there's no way around it. Well, when we go to the cast, we're gonna have to. Yeah. So yeah, this is a this is a prison. With so we're some... intensifying from a mild spoiler now to yeah. a moderate spoiler. The prison is basically it's a prison a with town. It's a prison with um, 
people in it that you wouldn't expect. You know what I think of it as? And women. You know, like an old medieval castle. And then, like, the the area that's right around the castles where it's just, like, people living in, like, hat huts and shacks and they're trying to do some trade. But they're right up against, like, this sort of, like, where the king and whatever lives. But then right outside is this dirty, grungy, everybody's just trying to survive, like, a cesspool kind of thing going And it's on. got really out of hand over the years. And it's the actual prison authority uh, so corrupt, it's not even a prison anymore, really. Apart from they go to work in a prison and, you know make sure nothing breaks out, but they don't really, do they? Thematically, I would like for them to have explored, and not just give the impression that in Mexico this is standard and, and, and acceptable, because it's not. It's not a it's not a uncivilized country at all. It's quite lovely, and I would like them to have shown something out, you know, balanced a little bit with this is this is not an acceptable way for this prison to be run. Oh, and they tried to kind of tell you that. Right, near the end, you're getting like, oh, right, so We're coming in to stop this, so it's coming Right, but you don't get that. And I would like to have been fed that a little bit more so that you get a glimmer of, this isn't Mexico we're seeing. This isn't like this because it's Mexico. It just happens to be a relic that the Mexican government hates and the Mexican people don't want it this way and, you know, that kind of thing. But we didn't get any of that. So that bothered me a little just because... I felt like it was a little bit too... Um, it's supposed to feel claustrophobic because it's a prison, but it's a weird prison. But I wanted it to see, be more like this is an uh, unacceptable, horrible thing. You know, like... Right. But... And, you know, along the way he makes friends with a kid, you know, and it, and it's got... It's, it's an interesting story, I think. Mm-hmm. I didn't Challenge. expect it. I just expected a tough guy in prison, gang fights... Him trying to survive. That's what I expected. And being funny. And it's not that. Yeah. Well, no, I didn't expect the being funny until... Yeah. It doesn't look funny from the... You know, they made it look. Why do these... Why do these particular writer, director, producer... Is it... Is it a... Is it a man thing? Is it a Hollywood thing? Is it... People in that position think... We have to have a formula here. There has to be drama. Plus comedy. Plus romance. Plus violence. Plus blood plus blah, 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 and then we just piece it all together, why do we think there has to be comedy? He did say in the extras he didn't want it, even though, like, it's a super grim kind of uh, Yeah, they wanted to have... They didn't want it to always be that. But being super grim would have been fantastic. It would have been a different movie, though. Oh, it would have been amazing. Yeah. That would have put it way up, because you replace him with someone else who is sort of one of the, like, an actor who you feel like... Yeah. There's a darkness here. That he well, man on fire. You're convinced partially way through the movie. Oh, there is darkness in this guy. We don't know what it is 100%. He's probably bad. We kind of like him, but we're not supposed to. But then hit with Mel Gibson, I'm just like, he's a chancer. He's That's an opportunist. What he is, so it, yeah, but you're also supposed to be hinted at that he's bad. So. But also got a good side. Yeah. Because he does have a good the side. The anti hero. Yeah, exactly. Um, I enjoyed it overall. Yeah, I did. I, truly I, did. I actually thought it was good I, because it surprised me. I, I was, I was literally thinking, this is going to be run-of-the-mill prison movie, and that is what it'll be. It'll be tough guy. It'll be prison. It'll be he'll either plan an escape or, you know, and there'll be a hierarchy, and there'll be the tough guy, and there'll but be it's the not weasley that. guy. It's not I mean, that. Shawshank Redemption could be considered where you've got your hierarchy and yeah. all that, but it also has that. There's something cool about it. Yeah, and it's not that at all. It's um. 
it's something completely different. I don't feel like I've seen a movie that shows a prison like this. Really? Uh, Escape from New York. <laughs> Where yeah, the whole but, city I mean, is yeah, a prison. But, in, but I mean a prison that is believable. A place that is believably got into this situation. Like I believed it. Like Oh, um, totally. You know, Absolutely. Because people are people. They need certain things and that's how it would occur. You know, it is... That's what surprised me. As soon as he walked through the prison doors, I mean, he walks through. He walks through the prison gates, and you. I thought, okay, here come the wardens. They're going to tell him. Here come the guys to beat the shit out of him every five minutes. And then he walks through, and there's like half naked women and like trademark, like a marketplace where you got tattoo artists and a. You you could walk in one little stall and get your heroin shot for the day, and you can walk over here and get your hair cut, and you can walk over here and get food and. But in a dirty, horrible, really dirty, horrible. This remind me of blindness. Yeah. The concept of people put in this pressure situation and the horrible things. Yeah. That come from the corrupt. The basic animal thing. If you know, if you haven't seen Blindness out there, it's quite good. I think it's quite good. And you know, the hierarchy in this prison is the like, uh, if you've got money, you're you're good, which is like what it is in real prison. Apparently, you know, like in this one, threatening. Yeah, you can um, do anything, kind of thing, with money because you can. Why can't that be eradicated? Do you reckon? I don't know because we're humans. That's how we. If we're in charge of the prison, right? I'm not saying it's easy because I don't work there. I don't know, but. That we've seen prison, like uh, what's his face, Louis Thoreau went to a prison where you've got like thirty guys stuffed in a, in a cell. That was in America, right? Yeah. That's where the problem is because you get all these people mixing, and you got some people who are scared shitless, and some people who are just maybe bad to the core, who knows, and tough and hardened. And then you get that's where you get your problems. And then I've seen shows where the prison is one person per cell, door locked, twenty three hours a day, yeah. a guard standing that's not every ten feet. To watch. It's not that's not interesting. But if every prison, if we had unlimited, limitless money to spend to keep the criminals, then there would have no power. There would be no hierarchy of, hey, that guy will kick your ass if you don't give him a no, cigarette. You are a criminal, and you are to be considered powerless. And while you're serving your time, you are nothing. You need to accept it, right? But that's not how these things play out, is it? It's like the dark side is really, really there. No, so uh, let's move on to the cast here. We've got Mel Gibson as Driver. <laughs> a very, you know, that's he hasn't actually got a name. He's just Driver. Like Sa- in the other movies. Same as Drive. Um, on lots of other things where they don't give characters names. They don't give characters names in... This is, was this a... It wasn't a book. It wasn't. It? It was I think just, he was just... There it. were a lot of things. Let me go back a step here. There were a lot of things. He wrote it with the guys who directed it, right? And there are a lot of things where I got the vibe. They were sitting there laughing around their table with their beers, writing it and thinking, wouldn't this be cool? Oh, my God. It's like an in-joke or a Hollywood joke or a, oh, my God, this would be so awesome. And that kind of cheapens certain moments for me, too. Right. Like that. Him not having a name. It doesn't, doesn't further the story. It doesn't mean anything except he has no fingerprints and all that kind of stuff. But he doesn't make it mysterious to me. No. At all. So, yeah, he plays driver. He is... For me, the worst thing about the movie, and that's really weird, like really because he is. is he is on the screen every single frame. And he's not bad. No, not no, at he's, all. He's actually very good. Yes, it's just doesn't fit. He's not. It, yeah, I don't know who put him in that role. Probably himself. I wouldn't have put him in that role. I would have got somebody else. Um, and Peter Stormare is Frank, mm-hmm. um, who you. It's, it's a bit of an in joke, also, uh, because he is. We call him the crazy Russian. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, is he Russian? <laughs> uh, 
I don't. I, I think we. Yeah, he is Russian, because he's always Russian, right? I don't know. Is he Russian in this? Yeah, he was talking in a Russian accent. Was it? Yeah. I was Spanish, Mexican. No, it was Russian. That's why I was like, well, he's just another criminal in the, in a line of criminals, right? Right. Because they come from everywhere. Dean Norris is Bill. I put Dean Norris as Bill down because he's from Breaking Bad. He's the brother-in-law from Breaking Bad. But he's oh, not, yeah. not even in this movie much. <laughs> no. You know what? He's third on the bill as well. He's like his name is his name was on the cover on the back, and, and I was like, like, wow, he must. He's playing the same guy. Yeah. As he is in Breaking Bad. I mean, he's in it for by. what? 30 seconds to or a minute less. yeah it's really brief but you know he's billed as the third person on the back it's only because we sure. can put Breaking Bad in brackets and say look hey, the guy from Breaking Bad true um, Kevin Hernandez plays and the, the boy's name is in the movie Kid yeah um, yeah he's, he's the best he, he upstages Mel Gibson every time and he's I was proud of Mel boy. Gibson letting him he, there was yeah. no ch- from what we could see I don't know the right. reality of it but he was so captive. I felt almost bad. How can this child, this age, 12 years old, know enough about life to play a part like this and pull it off so... I mean, that made me concerned. Like, what kind of life does he have? Or what are they exposing him to to make him so good? Yeah. Because I was convinced he lives he in that... swears all the time. That they walked into that prison... Yep. As a film crew, and there was a kid living there, and that was him, you know. And he'd soaked up all the bad shit from everybody, like. He's real you know. oh, awesome. I can't, I want to keep track, because he's amazing. And his mother, I'm sure, is next. And his list. mother is Dolores um, Hernandia, and she's called Kid's Mum. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, they're, they're the best two in it. Absolutely. I could have just, um, I don't know, I thought that the the bad guy, Haya, Jefe, Jefe, what's his name? Oh, he was scary to me, and I like that about a bad I know, guy. what I wrote down last year is Mexican cast, because, like, I'd say 90% Absolutely. of the cast are Mexican extras, or even Mexican actors. Lots of them. And I had a look, uh, and some are from soap operas in Mexico, yeah. but they're really high-quality actors. Oh, my God. I was he, like, if, you, if it wasn't Get the Gringo, which is, of course, like right. an American or white person, I would like everything, everyone to be Mexican. I would like it to be a fully Mexican movie. Yep. And even have your American person just speaking Spanish all the time because you have to have to to survive kind of thing You're in Mexico, whatever. I would love that because I was so... I love movies from other countries anyway. And when it's really well done, I mean, oh my God. I, you could tell these weren't just, you no. know, Hollywood dudes hanging around yeah. hoping for a role and they go, hey, we need like 500 Mexican, you know, dark-headed, dark-skinned people and, you know, go in and say, I kind of speak Spanish. My grandma speaks Spanish. But these are like... Oh, that sounds really horrible, but I love it because it feels really real. Yeah, that, not that they're all Mexican criminals. No, but you're convinced. <laughs> um, and then this is directed by Adrian Grunberg, who's not directed a movie before. This is his first one, but he's been a long time c- collaborator with uh, Mel Gibson. I thought he did Apocalypto. No, he didn't direct Apocalypto. He um, hasn't directed anything. Oh. He uh, worked on Apocalypto with Mel okay. Gibson. He was like a a boom mic person or I read his career he's done all kinds of things camera operator boom mic operator but he's worked with Icon Pictures which is Mel Gibson's team for many years this is his first shot at directing a movie I think he did a really good job I think it had some really cool style to it oh definitely the way it looked was that a question? (laughs) no I'm saying what did you think? I think I felt I know what I felt like I was like in it and yeah, it moving through the crowd. It wasn't. And it didn't rely on gimmicks like nope, shaky cams no and zooming in, no. zooming out shit. There was a little bit of extra editing in the very beginning. There was one scene that was a little bit too like cut, 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 cut. But 
they got over it real fast. I think something must have... Maybe they didn't have enough footage for that particular thing. Everything felt oh, really close. Oh, you didn't do the close. guy who was the uh, the American consulate guy. I thought it was really good, too. Yeah. Because he was like, you want him to be good, but then he's shyster because his job sucks. And he did a good job. I just don't remember. I don't know his name. But he did a really good job because I was like... I kind of want to root for him because I'm thinking, how did you get stuck with this really shitty job? And yet he wants to turn it all around. That's one of the things I liked about it. There was faces where they were really good, like that guy. I don't know. And we don't know him. Hmm. He's not an anonymous famous guy who we've seen in 50 other movies. I don't feel like I've seen him before. He, um, but he's exceptionally good. Like the cop guy who took the money, I thought was really good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This movie has a lot of faces you haven't seen before. Not just because they're Mexican actors, even some American actors who I'm not familiar yeah. with. Yeah, and I'm like, wow, they do a good job. Why don't we see these people more? You know, they're not people who are just breaking into filmmaking because not of them everyone are old. will work with Mel Gibson anymore. So that's one reason that you're not going to see certain people. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that's the reality of Hollywood these days. Right. Well, you know, this is his own film company, so I guess yeah. he picks, and picks his own people. Uh, you could, some people could say, oh, well, he just went and got a lot of Mexican actors because Hollywood act- the American actors wouldn't work with him, but I don't think that's... No, right. I mean, like, if you're thinking, like, why wouldn't X, Y, and Z be in these roles? Not every... I don't know, that's why, but I'm just saying, you might have a little bit of a brick I wonder if he'll live all that down eventually. I hope not, because when you're a jerk, you're just a jerk. Mm. It, doesn't er- it doesn't erase... If you do artwork or you do something else really well, but you know, you just can't you can't undo what a person has done. So, um, Blu-ray extras on this movie um, include the um, no, that's not an extra. Get the Gringo the movie. That's, not, <laughs> that's what it says. It's listed me. as an extra. Yes. Nice. In high definition. Well, there you go. High definition is your extra. Well, we are buying a Blu-ray, so isn't that <laughs> isn't that just standard. Okay, so what we get is uh, get the gringo a look inside, which is like a 20-minute, um, we watched it, mm-hmm. uh, making of. It was it covers good. all the making of. Yeah, it's, it was exactly what I wanted to know. Yeah, brief on each point, but, you know, there wasn't a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. I mean, it's not an in-depth documentary. Until you get to those other things. Until you get to the other things, which uh, get the gringo a look inside, um... Which is that making of? Then you've got like uh, on the set the car chase, on the set the showdown, on the set the raid. So they're they're like um, interesting because they're not voiced over, nobody's interviewed. It's just like you're on the set watching something happen. It's somebody who had a video camera walking yeah. around while they were filming everything, and that's it. Yeah, that's it. I love it. And then there's a music video, and I it's like El Corrido del Gringo music video. So you know this does have a lot of Mexican style. El Mariachi style music if you like that kind of thing there's yes. a lot of that in it obviously I mean it has to have that kind of music because I'll tell a story I'll tell you a little story my friend uh, I was in Mexico with my mother a couple of years ago we were riding a bus as we did to go sometimes a couple hundred miles at a time she wanted me to show me these little villages and stuff that she liked to go to and when you get on a public transport bus I think every single one that we were ever on there were many Someone climbs on, and it's either a dude and a kid, or a woman, or somebody with a musical instrument. And they play the guitar and sing. They sit in the back of the bus and sing, sing, sing. And then when the bus stops and the majority of the people are getting off at the big stops, they walk up the aisle first. The bus driver doesn't contest this, and you just tip them or whatever. And at one point, we were going up a mountain, 
down a mountain later. But going up the mountain, this guy got on and he was singing. And it was like this smooth, kind of beautiful, captivating singing in Spanish, obviously. And he had like really long hair, pulled in a ponytail. And he was quite handsome. And he's just singing and walking up and down the aisles, you know. And my mom was just like staring at him. She's just loving it, right? So then we, and he had some CDs in his hand that he was selling. And he was saying how much they were. And we got off and he goes, oh, I wish I'd bought one of those. Because I just love those people. I just think what a hard life that must be. You know, my mom is very, she knows reality, but she's also very compassionate and thinks, well, you know, they're singing beautiful songs to me and they're entertaining me and I might as well, who cares if I give them a dollar, you know? So then we go up, we do our thing, and then as we're coming back, we get back on the same bus going back to the destination. He gets on the bus again and she was just like digging in her purse and I'm going to buy the CDs. So she bought a CD that ended up being 50 cents and it had like a cover made, a proper properly printed cover and the CDs printed and everything normal and it's I have it on my computer you know because I took it off so that she and I could have it on our zooms if anyone knows what that is and uh I love listening to it it's like this smooth kind of that music you're talking about lots of guitar guitar and castanets is that what's in the back like and I just I get lost in it so when they play this a lot in this movie I just feel that vibe and i'll tell you about my busking style experience i was in a uh, subway train in paris in the so in the underground subway and um you get on the train and then some do- busking is when you play music and people give money to you right and then <laughs> on the street this is what happened like almost every day and this is how it works in paris you get in a car on the subway and then it starts moving and then music starts to occur and mm-hmm. you're like where's that coming from and they come into your carriage and do whatever it might be a juggler it might be a uh-huh. might be somebody doing magic but then there's this weird okay we did this for you where's the money kind of scenario that happens oh like they're demanding yes okay it's not like that when no it's not that but it is in no, I'm just. I just want right. to say like yeah you don't feel that vibe no, at all no this is the weird they don't put their hand we're going to stand and look at you until money occurs <laughs> dear and it feels like you're being shook over. Like you, they might ah. as well put their hand in your pocket and just take their own money. Like, yeah, I never had that experience. It's almost. Well. I got the vibe of like, well, we just sang for you. What's? We're not leaving now until we get money. And they 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 generally go in the ones with tourists. Of course. Because you don't speak the language generally, and it's hard to. And if you have like one euro, it's no yeah. big deal to. to but I just it felt in like there. I was being shook down every time, and it was really weird and intimidating. Now, is that just your interpretation? Because I didn't feel that at all. No, and was I was just, probably on. Uh, it was a thing I was told buses. before I went there too. That. You but what it, if you didn't give money? Do you just keep your eyes gate like just out of kind of don't look at them? They all will right. eventually go away. Like, it, but it's. It's like they're waiting until definitely, and everybody feels awkward, and then money starts to come out, right? Right. So yeah, I don't like that at all. Yeah, even it, though I didn't get that vibe at all. So, um, conclusion. This yeah, this looked and sounded great too. It actually had some really good surround sound, considering it was like a not really. It's not really an action movie, even though there are some action scenes. Couple. It's not mega action movie. It's not full of explosions, and it's not that, is it? Hmm. I mean, there are, <laughs> yeah. but it's not altogetherly an action movie. It's more of a, you know, drama. Or... Well, there was lots of action. There was lots of running There wasn't a lot for and... me. I was like, yes, there is stuff. Obviously, gunplay and stuff. Yeah, a lot um, of a fun. Chase. Um, but yeah, it's got some good surround sound. It looks good. Um, I recommend it because I think it was surprising. I, I was surprised because it was not what I thought. 
Um, so I would recommend you watch it. Everyone? I know people who wouldn't I like mean, it. I mean, but... if you like a violent, <laughs> twisted story. Because it's pretty twisted, the story. Yes. It? You know, it's not straightforward. That's what I liked. It wasn't what I exactly thought it was going to be. There's an interesting thing that we haven't spoiled at all. Yep. That um, is really interesting and <laughs> very real. And uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we haven't spoiled that at all. No, so, no. Um, yeah, and that, that actually adds a layer of, whoa, this thing's crazy, you know. And then you start going, yeah, that shit could happen. Like, that could really That's happen. What I, mean. I bet that real. does happen. Yeah, exactly. In a place like that, why wouldn't it? Everything else is on yeah. the table, so to speak. So, um, I recommend, recommend you see it. I do to people who like that kind of movie. Yeah. Kind of grungy and dark, and it's not Lethal Weapon, so don't... No, think. it's not. And it's not Edge of Darkness. No? It's not Bird on a Wire. <laughs> it's not Bachelor Party. He wasn't in Bachelor Party. That was Tom um, Hanks. <laughs> no, I know he wasn't. I'm just saying it's not... Oh, I was using Mel Gibson movies All right, then it's as my not... examples. I don't know any Mad Max. <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah I recommend it um, thanks to Fox for the Blu-ray it's it's a pretty good movie um, highly surprised and then I went after we'd watched the movie I look at the, the rating on IMDb like they give it like the user rating I was thinking maybe I'm off base maybe I, like maybe other people thought this was horrendous but it was like a 7 or something which is actually pretty good right how would that affect you it doesn't affect me I was just wondering what did other people think of this movie did it do well box office wise did it tank did people do people hate Mel Gibson and don't watch this movie because he's literally he's right up front isn't he you can't Mel Gibson's the star of the show like but no people generally liked it so um yeah thanks to Fox for the Blu-ray and next week's Blu-ray review will be <gasps> Jaws it's on Blu-ray at last I mean it's been a long time coming this movie they had I don't to care go- I don't even care what it's on well, they had to go back and restore this movie. I can't wait to see it. You They've... could give me a ring to put on my finger that has a little tiny monitor on it and a headphone jack, and I will watch it on there. I do not care. Right, before the, <laughs> before the video... I will review it as the size of a ring. That'll be fine. Wouldn't that be awesome? A ring that could play videos for you. <laughs> I'm sure there is one. You reckon? There, there are watches that do. Um, That'd be awesome. Nothing to, You can just wear it and holy shit, I want one now. So yeah, they've remastered Jaws at last from 1975. Fully remastered, surround sound. I can't wait to see it. I've not seen it for a a long time on purpose because I knew this was coming. You know, when they were remastering it, somebody had to say to somebody, we're going to need a bigger disc. (laughs) We're going to need, yes, they did. So yeah. Oh, that's my Jaws joke. We'll be watching Jaws next week. So uh, How exciting. And it's got a lot of cool extras. Um, So yeah, there's Jaws. Movie memory one, two, three. What is it? Movie memory one, two, three is one of us says to the other, name three movies that have blah, whatever. And you just have to think of it from your mind of the history of movies you've ever watched. You can't look it up. You just have to remember. So mine today are slightly topical and it's going to be very easy for you. Three movies that have the crazy Russian and his name happens to be Pete or something. Peter Stormer. Uh, yeah, and he, yeah, one of them is Armageddon. Correct. And he is the crazy Russian... And this Russian, one doesn't count. He can't he's the this. Russian cosmonaut in Armageddon. He was also in... Some of you might be surprised. Enemy of the State. I didn't see that on the list. 
I swear he was an enemy of the state. Gets out of that car. I looked at the whole list, but um, I missed it. I just have to trust you on that one. Oh, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it's something else I'm thinking of. What else was he in? He was in. That was one. You have to pick three. You might be surprised about a couple. He's probably not a Russian. I, I always think, I always <laughs> say he's a Russian, but he's probably not a Russian in some things, and then that is weird. Um, mm-hmm. Wow, I can't even, I can see him in a billion movies, but mm-hmm. I can't think of the names of them. Um, was he in? Was he? He's a bad guy in one, I'll give you a hint. He's a bad guy in one, kind of like he's crazy. He's always a bad guy. Kind of a crazy bad guy. Yeah, but he's almost always a bad guy. Yeah, but this is where he's the main bad guy. Like, he's the, he's the, he's not like a lackey. He's like a main bad guy. I'm trying to think of Russian things and that's kind of throwing me. Yeah, get that. He wasn't in Wanted, was he? No, because that's a Russian. Mm -mm. He wasn't in True Romance either, was he? Mm -mm. I don't know. I really don't, but I bet there's a billion of them. Bad Boys 2. Yeah, I don't remember. He was the bad guy there. He was in Chocolat. Yeah, I do remember him. Right? Big Lebowski. Yes. He's in that one. Um, let me see. Ba- basically, if you need a Russian guy, he's your guy. <laughs> you reckon? Well, that's what that's what he's used for in movies. So okay, uh, Armageddon, Chocolat, Fargo. Yeah, he's the blonde crazy guy playing God. Yeah, with David Duchovny, the Big Lebowski, Constantine as yep. Satan. Oh, Minority Report. Eight millimeter. Yeah, Minority Report. He was in that. Yeah. So the surprising ones where he. Sh- those are big movies. I thought he was an enemy of the state, or at least enemy of the state. I didn't notice it, but I, I did look. I was looking pretty close. But there you go. You failed. You got one. Right. One out of three. Da da da. All right. So um, that's movie memory. One, two, three. So now that that movie memory could be, you know, name three movies that feature sharks, or name three movies that are about prisons. It's kind of or... hard that one because I really can see his face everywhere. Exactly. But not pinpoint what. So he's he in. he qualifies as an anonymous famous to me because I didn't know his. Well, name. Well, yeah, because most people wouldn't know his name. And he's never really the lead person. They've but seen you it. go. Like today, I go, oh, it's the crazy Russian guy. Yeah. Crazy Russian as in Armageddon crazy Russian. That's all I have reference for. Russian cosmonaut. But in Chocolat, was he French? Because it was French, yeah, right? Yeah, probably was, yeah. It's easy to adapt a Russian accent into a French one. <laughs> really? Yeah. You, you're good at this? You world traveler, yeah? So movie recommendations this week. This is where we recommend a couple of movies off the back of this week's movie. So you can watch three movies if you like. So I'm going with Man on Fire with Denzel Washington, which is an excellent Tony Scott movie that it was kind of underrated. Not tons of people got into it, but I think you should go back and revisit. And my other one's Midnight Express if you want a really good prison movie. Prison movie. Turkish prison. Uh, horrific. Horrible prison. My first prison. husband was Turkish, but yeah, I don't uh, believe he was ever in a Turkish prison. A Midnight Express is not... He was from Istanbul, even. It's not a light-hearted prison movie. No. No. I mean, it's a really good prison movie. That, remember... <laughs> it's all kinds of stuff. That's like what sticks in my <laughs> And my recommendations are Apocalypto. Because if you want to see a movie that's associated with Mel Gibson that you will watch and go, what's that got to do with Mel Gibson? It's because he directed it and financed it. And it's, to me, it's amazing. It's like, because it's basically at the fall, would you say, of the civilization, like in the, um, what was it? In like the Central America, is that where it would have been located? Yep. Thousands of years ago or whatever. A, hundred, a thousand years ago, maybe? 
Yeah, it's the whenever, Aztec. Whenever um, Europeans finally came and start like destroying the civilizations here on this big, huge chunk of land on this side of the world. But what you see before that is just sort of a the life. There's no English spoken. There's very little dialogue at all. It's just you see. It's captivating. Horrendous things. Yes, that's what I mean. That's where that civilization is doing the horrific thing. And then, yep. is it any better because pilgrimage is... Really good. It, it almost is. feels like you're watching a history thing that's like a real thing to me. It's yeah, so, and it's so exaggerated. Well Obviously, it was came in, It came out just before 10,000 BC, was it? Around the same kind of time. And the differences are enormous. Yeah, it's not like that. <laughs> I mean, same time frame, though. Some vibe kind of hits every once in a while. Right. They're, they're around the same time frame. And then um, I'm also going to say Brothers Grimm no, they're not because the same time did they not come out at the same time? I don't no. mean the th- movie. No, it's set didn't at the same time. The same time. It, it seemed like they were around the same time. Apocalypse. Brothers Grimm because I don't think it was very good, but it also has a crazy Russian. It isn't very good. And Minority Report again, crazy Russian guy. I wouldn't recommend Brothers Grimm. It's not. I say watch it because then you can decide for yourself. Right, so um, games and A-Scully stuff this week. I have been um, playing not very many games this week, but um, PlayStation Network has a new game coming out on Tuesday called Sound Shapes that I've been looking forward to. So they have like a pre-order up, and if you pre-order it last week, you get it cheaper this week when it comes out, which is interesting. It's a game that's going to play on the PS3 and the Vita, and it like crosses over. You buy one, you get the other. So um, it's Sound Shapes... Um, I'm going to talk about it next week when I play it, but it's like a um, Luminez slash Loco Roco slash music creation game. Uh, It looks really interesting, so we'll look at that next week. Um, I've also been playing PlayStation Plus uh, Just Cause 2, which is an older PlayStation game, but it's free to PlayStation Plus members, and it's really fun. I've already played it all the way through on the 360. But I thought I'd play it on the PS3, and it's still still as much fun. So, um, yeah, been playing that. Also played Resistance 3, which I got for $10 a couple of weeks ago from Best Buy. And I've got to say, it was a complete letdown. Like, the Resistance series has never been, like, my favorite first-person shooter. But Resistance 3 was, like, so generic. It was like... Really? Oh, there's a virus, and some aliens are coming to Earth, and you've got to fight through the aliens to get to this tower, to disable this tower to kill all the aliens. And that's what happens. <laughs> and it looks like Halo. Like, a lot of the time. Like, you're walking through the... I was saying, like, when I was playing it, oh, we're in an alien spaceship. Why do all the alien spaceships inside look like the ones from Halo? Like, what... Why don't game designers do something different? Like, why do they all kind of look at Halo as the thing or look at movies that have like the inside of alien spaceships look a certain way always Yeah, and they never look different and I said why do all the doors have to be the doors that you walk through why is it Why is it like that why can't somebody go hey what well, guess what alien spaceships don't look like that let's make our alien spaceship because this you mean like a this all well I don't know what but somebody have some imagination and go you know Halo and Star Trek and Star Wars. Spaceships don't look like that. Let's make a different spaceship so our games. Human spaceships. No, inside alien spaceships. Inside alien spaceships, not the outside. Right. Many alien space. I'm just going to defend Star Trek here because I've been watching it obsessively. Many of the, the alien ships do not look like what you're saying. Right. They're all different. Some are very organic. Some really weird. Some really boxy. They're all different. Right. Well, this one. The, this but you're one. thinking of 
the Enterprise with the long corridors and the ribs on the every other every few feet, yep. and then the glass that looks so you can see the. I'm thinking Star stars. Wars. I'm thinking anything that I can think of. Halo, especially. They're just a vehicle, though, aren't they? Yeah, but this just looks... This game... Generic. I was playing the game in the last level, which is supposed to be the climax of this whole thing. It's the climax of... It's Resistance 3. It's the third game. It's supposed to be the climax of the entire story. It was such a letdown. The story ended exactly how I thought it would. There was no surprise. There was no... Nothing. You're inside the spaceshipy thing. Are you giving it away? No, you're inside the spaceshipy thing. You're shooting stuff. It's like Halo. They run at you, you shoot them. It looks like Halo. I think, to an untrained eye, they would say, are you playing Halo? It's just so uninspired. and So, a really big disappointment. No puzzles or anything? You just Nothing. Shoot? Maybe open a door every so often. Really boring. Um, I would uh, say, I'm glad I only paid nine ninety nine for it. Cause, and then I went and played the multiplayer. And this game's been out since last year. Everybody in the multiplayer is like level 100. I spawn and immediately I'm dead because everybody knows what the hell's going on, right? And you, right. it's like there's no. So no people reason. must like it. There's still people playing it up here. I think there's fan. I think there's fans of yeah. every game. So every game has an audience that play it forever. But yeah, it's real disappointing. So yeah, it's not not great. So that's Resistance Three. I don't recommend it. Rave review. Yeah. And the final thing we did this week was I loaded the Windows 8 preview, which is available to everybody now. Just go to windows8.com. There's a preview edition that you can go and load onto your computer and try out Windows 8. You've got it on your laptop. Quick thoughts on Windows 8? doesn't really... I don't... I'm not like you, so I don't use that thing where it's got all the buttons. Yeah, well, let's say it's got like uh, two interfaces, um, a Metro interface, which kind of looks like the Xbox dashboard, and a normal dash- desktop like you're used to mm-hmm. um, I stick in that you kind of switch much. between them if you want to but you don't really have to I've found ways to get what I want but I don't use the computer like you do I don't use it like most people do I guess because I don't obsess over checking the weather every freaking day and I don't care about I will go to CNN.com but I don't need a news feed right in front of my face constantly ticking away I will go to a website if I want to read the news. I don't need, like, no, I don't I, need I, Twitter. I, I don't need Facebook. I don't need all that just constantly fed to me. Uh, I know how to get to my own pictures folder if I want to look at my photos. And most of the time I want to edit photos. So just looking at them does nothing for me whatsoever. I don't want to buy anything from their store. I don't need any of their apps to at this point. So I don't need... That's nothing that's really highly stuck in there is the store. Which now there's not a lot of stuff yet. But you go there and you say, you know... I want DVD burning software, and you might be able to buy it right there. Boom, buy it. Or if you've got it installed, it just gives you a big button, but you can just put that away. You don't ever even have to go to that. So I feel like it'll be one or the other. What it basically is, is a full... Instead of having a start menu, which there is no start menu on the desktop, there's a start menu now that's a full screen. Like, it's the start menu is your whole screen with all everything listed and... Then there's these apps that, like you say, display the weather and how many mm-hmm. emails you've got and stuff. Now, I found it, and I've used Windows forever, and I'm, I love Windows 7, to be honest. I, I think it's, I said to you the other day, one of Microsoft's best things they did. Windows 7 does everything I want it to do. I know where everything is. I'm an expert at it. <laughs> I, will, I will say, I'm a, you know, I know everything about it. Every ins and outs. It never crashes that for me. That is a big statement. It doesn't crash. 
it just works. You know, I need to do some stuff like record this podcast. I can do it on my Windows 7. It's perfectly fine. I'm a big fan of upgrading to the latest thing when, when it comes out because I just like, you know, seeing what's next. I tried this this week and it soured me on it a little bit. Like, I don't feel like I want to pay for it. because but you it, also don't have a lot of patience. Now, you said that certain things didn't work and partially because it's a consumer trial. So that can't, that's not fair no, to say. No, I'm talking about the actual feature for feature. Like I Interface. Yeah. Like I said to you, I would upgrade to this in a heartbeat if I could switch the start menu back on, just in the desktop mode. Just let me switch it back on with a click. And then I'll use it, and then it'll be like Windows 7 with these new features from Windows 8. And the Windows 8 features are interesting to me, because they've got this... It links to your Xbox 360, and you can control your Xbox 360 from your desktop PC, and all this kind of stuff. I'm interested in all that. There's Smart Glass that's coming out where you can use your tablet to interact with your Xbox 360 games and your Windows 8 PC. I'm sure all that will be really fun to mess with and play with. But on a day-to-day, like me using my PC for almost everything, it's harder. It's, it's But you rely on that start menu so heavily, and I don't. So I right. think the difference is you've become really... That's like a it's like a crutch for you a little bit. It's like you start menu to search, you start menu to find this, you start... And I don't do that. Like, I have everything either where I need it or I just go look for it. You know I'm, I mean? I'm like, the kind uh, who has no icons on my desktop. I, I, it's a pet hate of mine. I have nothing. There's not one icon. Oh, there is because I just installed a game, but there's right, no icon. Right, you got your quick launch bar. That's but where I most a, of my stuff I is. I use my quick launch bar, and I they're, they're all the apps that I use on a day-to-day basis. They're all there. And then other things that I don't use on a day-to-day basis, I just use them on occasion. And I will search, search for it. Yeah, and I will use Windows. So all they need to do is add for your taskbar, where you can add toolbars, is just search. You pop it down. Yeah, it would there's be great. your search box. Yeah, That's it would it. be great. Where the window, where the Windows uh, start button is, there's and I'll bet no- you a million dollars that they're going to add that. On so. Windows 8, there is nothing where the Windows start menu. When you look at Windows, there's a little button that you press and your start menu pops up. That button is gone now, so it's just a whole. It's just a strip, just a taskbar. But you're right. If they put the, that little search thing in that spot. If you want it there, it would be perfect. You can put it wherever you want. Yeah. I'm just saying, make it available as a toolbar. I'm not a big fan of the. Metro interface. I'm just not a fan of it. Like what do they call it Metro? It's just their code name when they was designing it and they kept it. Oh, so it's not really what it's called. Um, I'm not a fan of it. It's it's fine. It looks kind of pretty, and it's it makes people feel important when they're flicking around with their finger on their tablet or they're flicking around, clicking, clicking big shit. I think that's what it does. It makes people feel like they're interacting with oh, something. Like, oh, like it's futuristic. And it's in not, some way. yeah, yeah. It's very. You can make it. I'm sure they'll do themes and all kinds of yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, so you can like make it it's look not like, like old-fashioned Windows. It's like this new thing that people do. You know, right? Where you could make it look like. But Star it's almost Trek like this off. new thing people do that didn't need to be a new operating system. That's what I'm getting at. It could have been a a plugin for Windows 7 that did that. Like, it doesn't have to be a brand new operating system. That's where I'm getting at. Yeah, but they needed to do an operating system, and why not add something to it? You're just you're just upset because they subtracted But the, the why not thing. add something to it uh, argument is the, let's just add something to it because we have to give them something. So you're saying nothing changed in Windows 7 except they added that? Like, not one single thing in, in the background? From 7 to 8, nothing else changed. They didn't improve anything. They didn't fix any of the background. Well, they say they, say they make it... They say they, they say it uses a little bit less memory. And it, it um, 
has some new features like a new you can format your hard drive in this different format that's supposed to be more efficient right it supports ssd drives by default whereas windows 7 doesn't you have to plug something in so the operating system has improved yeah slightly. so there you go so i mean it's slightly it's not like no blazing i mean yeah it boots up faster and I, i i'll definitely vouch for that it does boot up faster um, but like you say, how often do you boot up? Mine's always on. So. Mine too. Well, I don't want to boot up that often. But yeah, you can all go and try it. Windows8.com and the actual full version is out in but two months. But if you months. try it, you can't undo it. So just be no, aware so, of that. So try it on a partition or try it on a computer that you're not using, like an old I put it on my laptop, so if yeah. I do want to undo it, I can just back up all my pictures. and. Yeah, but... um. Yeah, you can all go and try it now, and it's out in about two months. And it's not going to be an app. It's not going to be that expensive. It's uh, for thirty nine ninety nine if you already own a copy of Windows. So, you know that that's a, that's a start at least that they're mm-hmm. not charging you four hundred dollars for it. So essentially, it is what you're saying. You're just adding a a, a thing over the top. So for forty dollars instead of for how much is it normally three hundred? Yeah. So they're acknowledging that they haven't rewritten the whole thing. They've added another consumer tool, they might call it. Other people I know, someone at work, who will call it bullshit because why do people need... I, I think this think... person would go back to like all command lines. Yeah, could, I think but... the thing is I'm not the audience for that that thing. Yeah. Like, like, it, like I like my Xbox 360 dashboard looking like that because I, I use a controller. And your tablet. Yeah. But on my PC, that's not what I want to do. So that whole thing seems like, oh, yeah, I'll be buying that, but I won't use it. Like, I probably will never use it. I, I will forget it's there and just be on the desktop. I do all the time. Yeah, like, oh, oh, there's that thing as well. Oh, yeah. That's how it will be for me. And that's the kind of thing where I'm like, well... Because it doesn't feel very productive either. Like, my PC, I'll keep, like, seven or eight things open at a time. Oh, Corel know. Draw, my browser... My, a Word document, a video playing, and I want the desktop. I want it all. I don't want everything to be full screen all the time. So to me, I can be productive and keep things going. I'm writing this over here. I'm doing that over there. I'm editing oh, that picture. I'm uploading this. I'm watching a video here. I'm I don't singularly on a do anything oh. ever, hardly. I mean, unless I'm really focused on watching a you know video or something. But that type of interface, everything's boom in your face. It's full screen. So if I'm working on a Word document. Where do I put my video? Where do I plunk my little thing over here? And it does have this docking thing where you can dock apps over to the right or the left and then work on your desktop at the same time. But even that I don't really like because it takes up too much of your desktop. Yeah, I don't like taking up my space if it's not doing anything for me. Right. So, yeah, that's Windows 8. You can go and pick up a preview. Um, I can assure you that JAWS is better than Windows 8. Is that a safe statement to make? Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm not... I, I will... You, I will buy and use Windows 8. I don't mm-hmm. doubt it. I know you will. I will end up on it and using it and probably get used to it um, because I don't like to. Stick. If you have a dual monitor, yeah, would you be able? Do have they made it so that you can have one screen that has yep. the the touch thing? Yep. See, and a lot of people have dual monitors now. At least at our I, work, I do also. They do. I mean, just a functionally thing. They have two. So if you have that over there. I still don't feel the productivity of it, but at least you're utilizing both things. Yeah, you can have your, the, your desktop just changed. So you can have cool. the news full screen here on this yeah. thing, and then you can all your Twitter feed like exactly. huge, and then your your work. Yes, for two monitors, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, but then still, like you say, 
do I really want to have a full page of the news up all the time just looking at it? I don't really. I'm not that kind of person. We know people who are obsessed with Twitter and obsessed with their Facebook. And so if you have that over there and it's just constantly refreshing or watching your video full screen over there, you know, it makes sense. But I guess it's just we're in a transitional period. Yeah, that's how I feel the whole thing is. So, um, yeah, you can get that preview now. Um, Sid Talk, what's for dinner this week? Leftover lasagna, which is veggie lasagna, of course, because I watched a video of... Excuse me. Titly. <laughs> titly Niha. Neon. Neon? Nihan. Nihan. She's a lady I watch on YouTube. She's a British lady. And she was making her own lasagna. And she made like a bechamel. And it was mushrooms and stuff, I think. And of course, we don't eat meat. So I decided, ooh, I'll make one of those. And I made it, what, three days ago? And I'm so I'm assuming it's still going to be quite good. Hopefully. And then I bought some veggie Morningstar brand Hot dogs. Edgy dogs, as you call them that. And they are really good. Yeah, they are. Even Austin ate his. I don't know that he loved it. I don't know that he'll eat another one, but he ate the whole thing. I liked it. It's just like a cheap hot dog. That's what I think of all these veggie dogs we've eaten. And I like cheap hot dogs. Yeah, me too. I always loved... I did. I never liked the all beef, really solid, kind of thick and like... I never liked those. I like the cheap... Too much garlic... To a weird texture, and I'm telling you, maybe the distance between me and hot dogs has gotten big enough now, so now when I eat a veggie dog, I'm like, yeah, that's a hot dog, you know? perfectly fine for me. Oh, it's perfectly, it's really good. I got, like, really soft Wonder Buns, I put ketchup and mustard on it, and then some, like, veggie cheese, which is non-dairy. It was so delicious. So we're having lasagna and hot dogs, all of the vegetarian, very described. And vegetables. And some kind of vegetable, I don't know what yet, probably peas and corn. I would say. And I made some scones, but out of a box mix. Correct. Crusty's mm-hmm. brand. British and they're quite uh, good. Scones. British style. <laughs> well, no, it, it tastes pretty good. They taste just like British Excellent. Scones. I can't seem to make them homemade properly. And finally, what's your advice for the folks out there? You want to read it? No. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I'll read it. I'll okay. Read it. Figure out who you are and then be who you are. Perfection is not an option, but there are no excuses for being an asshole. Even if that is who you are, find another you. Okay. So, figure out who you are. If you figure out that you are, like me, I am who I am, and I'm not going to apologize for it. I'm not, a, I'm not an asshole. I can act assholish, but I'm not in the core of me. I'm not a bad, wretched, don't give a shit about anybody but myself kind of person, Right? I'm not apologetic. I don't say excuse me to every fucking person who walks past me in the grocery store. I don't wait for everybody who needs to get into traffic. I don't let everyone into traffic in front of me. None of that stuff. Because, and that's, I don't have a problem with that. I tell you what I think. I say what I think to most people. I balance it out. I figure out when and how. I dress the way I want. And currently, as you love these pants, <laughs> that I've cut one leg off really short and one's really long because, it, well, I got a hole in it, so I cut it off. I cut my own hair. I do my own thing. You know what I'm saying? I am who I am. And I just, I want to be that person. For I've uh, lived half yeah. my life, right? So the next, next half of my life, I'm just going to be who I am. If you do discover and admit to yourself that you're kind of an asshole... Then you need to fix it. You know what I mean? If right. you are a chronic person who wants to do things to always hurt people, 
always put people down, always make people feel like shit, always be the loudest, the smartest, the best, the most powerful, the like, I know everything and you're all a bunch of idiots and or just want to hurt people. Like, you get some kind of boost in your own, you know, like, feel better about yourself because you've just injured somebody else's feelings or physically injured somebody. Then you're wrong. You cannot be who you are. You need to fix it. Just admit it and fix it and get on with things. You know what I mean? Like, it's very simple, but it's not that simple, I suppose. But that's it. All right. So thank you for listening to the show. It <laughs> takes it to ask advice. Um, and are you who you think you are? Yes. Who are you? Me. A Scully. At A Scully. <laughs> you are not. So I want to oh remind you God. about our websites. We have uh, work to do. Ascully.com, SidTart.com. I want to remind you about our Twitter and Facebook Xbox Live, YouTube. We're also this podcast is on the iTunes Music Store, the Zoom Marketplace, and there's an RSS feed. Just go to Ascoli.com, click on podcast, listen to the podcast there, or subscribe or whatever. When you, you say do. find us on Facebook, what do you mean? Do you have an Ascoli page? I do. Yeah, Facebook.com/slash/Ascoli. I know there are lots of people who have liked you have it. Facebook.com/slash/Sidtart. No, it's not a fan page. It's just me. You'll find me. Yeah, but that's not what you're called. No, but it will, it will that will take you to me. Right. My real name. But do you let everyone be your friend? I let some people, if they say we're a fan of the oh, show, right. and I have a little category where I have fans of the show. I get none of that, by the way. Right. Do they not know my name? I do not know. <laughs> they can't find you. But, well, maybe they don't. We don't say our real name. Exactly. That's my point. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you can uh, also... Email me at ascoli at com. Don't email Sid Talk. And stay classy, Mr. Mel Gibson. Well, he's not really that classy, is he? No. Sometimes he's classy, sometimes he's not. Most of the time, as far as I can tell. And I don't know the, the whole story about the... He's not. <laughs> That's enough. Uh, and I'm going to say think for yourself. Because if you don't do it, someone will do it for you. <laughs> <laughs>